Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Tonight, we're talking about the latest episode of The Mandalorian Guns for Hire. Season three has been going through. We talked about the mid-season week before. We talked about episode one premiere. Chris, this one is a, a very interesting episode. So we're continuing on the loose story of reestablishing Mandalore. As in the previous episode, the armorer told Bo-Katan can bridge the gap between both worlds. So she must go out and reunite the Mandos. In order to do that, Bo-Katan is going to go find her former crew who uh, abandoned her to go off and do their own scum and villainy. That's right, becoming mercenaries for what seems like fraction sections of the former Imperial Empire. Hmm. In this episode Chris Guns for Hire, we get to a planet in which the Mandos have sort of stationed themselves here as mercenaries. Got a nice little home there. Kind of looks like Epcot. We come to find that uh, we're not getting there yet. We have another side story here i'm just gonna get to it we arrive at a very disney very epcot looking place and also ilm people great cg work i i gotta say like i love the look of it bo-katan ship flying in it's even got a monorail chris <laughs> yeah i think the monorail when they were in the monorail was probably the only part that was like oh green screen that's exciting but like beyond that um the the whole thing looked really freaking cool yeah um i almost had like hints of dubai looking Ooh. like super futuristic futuristic like you know a little bit like, hey, like, I know you got some militant stuff out there and like you have we all are kind of used to the Star Wars kind of empire look. But this was like on a whole other level. Everything's really bubbly, really clean. Uh, if you're playing Destiny, stuff kind of looks like Niamuna has that kind of uh, <laughs> still kind of has that design. Um, really, really great looking and everything's super bright, which is just really fun seeing these characters who have been mostly in like kind of, you know, we're used to seeing kind of dark places a little bit uh half the time and now we're there they're out in the sunlight and they look good and although i can't believe it's not tatooine planets tatooine planets uh, i know <laughs> oh man but uh chris yeah so as bo-katan and Din Djarin is going along and trying to find the rest of the mando mercenaries so they can go uh to mandalore because as we found out in the other episodes mandalore is not poisonous that rumor that uh that folklore Lies. is not true so they can uh, reestablish the planet somehow if they can so we get to this planet we get on the monorail and it takes us to this city, this very opulent place. And who do we find there? But the corporate executives at Disney who are just like, okay, we're so sick and tired of you regular Star Wars fans. We're going to make our own fans now. So we have cameos <laughs> in here. We got Jack Black. And then we got Lizzo. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. Oh, my God. I was excited to see Jack Black. I was like, whose voice is that? Is that Jackie? That's Jackie Black. I love Jack Black so much. So much. Huge Tenacious Steve fan. School of Rock's one of my favorite movies. I was very, I was very excited. What I wasn't excited about was the fact that apparently the internet decided spoilers are no longer a thing. And your boy couldn't watch oh, it last night. I had to wait till today. No. So not only was Jack Black spoiled for me, but I was very excited. Uh, also, I apologize for anyone watching this now and having seen the episode because <laughs> we're kind of doing the same thing. But you know what? You know what you're getting into when you're watching, when you yeah. tune in. But also alongside him, it's my girl Lizzo wonderful absolutely wonderful pairing great uh i love seeing lizzo out in the world absolutely crushes uh fun pairing people like i don't know people like jack black people like lizzo what if we make them uh kind of like the king and queen of this planet this planet let's do this all right that's fine i mean kind of super left turn for star warsy thing but whatever it's a side quest does it really matter if this whole thing doesn't like necessarily match up with the vibe that we have going on if it's fun as hell 
I'll go with a fun as hell little thing before we get to something that actually matters at the end of the episode, which we'll get to. But um, yeah, what what did you feel about this plot line as a whole? Um, I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was an interesting side story. I didn't think it was necessary, but I also didn't hate it mm. because uh, we, yeah. we do get this pretty interesting storyline. It's kind of like iRobot <laughs> where uh, <laughs> where is. Lizzo and Jack Black uh, put them on a little side quest to their side quest of finding the rest of the Mandalorians in order to <laughs> get the main quest to take back Mandalore. Um, so they have some droids in their city. Uh, this is like a really opulent, very, uh, you know, very taken care of society where the droids do a lot mm -hmm. of things. Um, but the droids are a very particular set, Chris. They're actually battle droids from the Clone Wars. I was like, yeah. oh, damn, y'all have battle. It's so risky. You have battle droids running your city. Reprogrammed, yes, but uh, okay, I probably wouldn't have done that but hey work service is, is work service right when you have some some, some robots but uh yeah it's like an iro yeah. thing where, where lizzo takes them over to a balcony and says hey listen um we need your help so our own force can't take up arms against these things we live in a certain society where that's not really a thing but jack black says hey you're mandalorian you have weapons which are a part of your society and a part of your religion and they're and din Djarin and bo-katan are like yes you're gonna ask us <laughs> to do it they're like yes but if you take out the ones that have been sort of on the fritz doing an iRobot thing where they're taking over and doing things we're not asking them to do, then mm -hmm. we can use our pull to recognize Mandalore, all right, as, as, as part of the worlds that we're part of too. Listen, we're part of a commissioner, we're part of a thing, uh, some mumbo jumbo they made up that, hey, you will be recognized. So there's something in it for you. What do you guys say? And Bo-Katan's like, all right, I'm sort of apprehensive, but if it'll help out Mandalore and if, it, if it'll get me to speak to the, the other Mandos that are here, Okay, sure. So they go on this uh, this little adventure. And I, I thought it was interesting by itself, right? Um, yeah. I think I would appreciate it more if we got more episodes. If this if we didn't have two episodes left, right? Like let's say if this was a twelve or fourteen, I'd be like, okay, this is fine, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So on its own, Chris, uh, I thought it was interesting. Um, I, I I thought it was pretty cool how they were going around to these like different places and sort of doing like like a detective show all of a sudden like yep. ncis star wars i was like what not expecting that didn't didn't hate it didn't think it was the worst thing um but if we're talking about it being part of an overarching story in the show the mandalorian that's where i have some contention where i think this is like anime filler where we don't need anime filler and since uh this is a show on disney plus by disney um it, it oh i always scratch my head on why the episode is so short in length, mm -hmm. duration time, and in episode count time. So on its own, yeah. uh, interesting. I wasn't bored, but at the same time, I was like, well, we have two episodes left, and there's a more interesting story that they were showing us. I'd rather us go back to, to that. But that aside, what did you think of uh, the, the storyline? Uh, I th I'm with you. I thought it was fun as hell. It's weird that they're doing this when we're they kind of just introduced kind of the main kind of idea of what i'm assuming is going to be the big finale like kind of set off the herald of like we're going somewhere um but like i feel like this episode was like one of the reasons that people don't like the clone wars uh <laughs> tv show sometimes being like <laughs> oh yeah like there's other stuff going on why are we doing this random like little investigation over here like it's like bottle episode that doesn't doesn't really matter um 
again on its own really fun love seeing the battle droids um i can't wait for my wife to watch this because she cracks up every time a battle droid opens their mouth it's oh, her favorite it's awesome. thing in the world she loves it so much so she's gonna go ape shit for that so that's fun um it is fun seeing battle droids in a different context uh it was really cool the ugnot scene i thought was really cool so i did enjoy that part but again it's like all right but but what about the thing that we're watching the show for like we you just you just dropped a big one saying okay it's cool that Bo-Katan can show her face and she's about to go bring back uh some of the Mandalorians uh and like once we get to that last like ending scene like the last like 10 what 15 minutes of it it was like why are we only spending this small amount of time on what is a major plot point that was basically fulfilling what the end of season two hinted at um yeah, it was, uh, again, super fun. If standalone, if someone was like, hey, I want to watch an episode of The Mandalorian, like this is kind of a fun, a fun episode to, to watch. Uh, even though the end has a, you know, a big story arc, but the majority of the episode stands on its own. So that's where I sit. Fun ride, but weirdly placed. Yeah. So so as they're going through and uh, <laughs> they go down to the, the Ugnot place, I thought that was pretty good. You know, Dean Jaren uses his, you know, lingo that he learned from uh, from the other Ugnot to to sort of speak to them. I've spoken. Have spoken. I was like, yeah, they're like, oh, he doesn't speak our <laughs> language. Let's go. Um, yeah. You know, and you know, he tells Bo-Katan, like, listen, there's a certain way to talk to them. You know, there's saying they have a problem is sort of like an insult to their cause. Like, oh, damn. OK. All right. Din Djarin, you know, <laughs> I love how he was like, I spend time with Ugnots or whatever. I'm like, bro, you had one Ugnot friend. OK, chill. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they, they find this uh, this battle droid that that was running from them. I thought it was pretty interesting. I was like, huh, is it running because it has different programming because it's sort of defected? Because listen, dude, imagine the battle droids running like that during the Clone Wars what <laughs> yeah. even story what the hell <laughs> crazy oh my god be a whole whole like 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 different scenes um yeah noble armor yeah you, you you gain the respect okay you have to talk to the ugnots in a certain way you gotta it's a respect thing okay <laughs> they don't like when you talk to them in a certain way oh man but uh yeah i i thought it was it was fascinating the, the ugnot thing uh going to the battle droid and then they find out that it's this like oil that was uh, sanctioned by a- another cameo that I really appreciated, Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown. I was Hell like, yo, yeah. he's a chief security officer there. And apparently was a big fan of Count Dooku, said he's a visionary. And uh, yeah, he wanted to live on his tree. I was like, yo, that's crazy. What do you think about seeing uh, Christopher Lloyd? I was like, yo, it's Doc. Doc, we did it. <laughs> Uh, one thing I will say, as much as I love Jack Black and Lizzo, and that was fun, it definitely kind of took me out of like Star Wars mode for the most part. Um, it felt like it didn't necessarily, again, didn't really fit the vibe. But again, it was a fun storyline, so whatever. But I do actually think Christopher Lloyd like got what he was supposed to do. And like he did feel like, all right, he feel, definitely feels like a character that really fits in these in this universe, which is fun. Um I do think it's weird they they kind of piled all of these cameos all in one episode because um, they're huge names in there. And you got to love Christopher Lloyd. Amazing. He's just he's just wonderful. He's an American treasure. Uh, so very excited to see him in there. Um, he did the thing. He was he was very sneaky. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, well, we'll definitely get back to the, to the other thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then um, after they solve the mystery, they, they get back to... <laughs> they. Meanwhile, back with Lizzo and Jack Black, they're playing some sort of <laughs> rich person's game where they have just like this pill bug, this roly-poly bug, and, and Grogu's like helping her out. And she's like, 
like absolutely, you know, enthralled with with Grogu, like petting him and stuff like that. Because apparently Lizzo was a huge fan of Grogu and uh, and Star Wars as well in real life. So they're like, so I guess they thought, okay, great, we'll have you with Grogu in the episode. We'll, you know, he'll fly towards you, you know, even though he doesn't do it to anybody else. And uh, yeah, you'll mm-hmm. play a little rich person's game with him. You know, sort of like a bocce ball, croquet kind of thing, sort of like like Queen from Alice in Wonderland <laughs> type scene, except without the deranged killing and off with their heads. Um, so they get back to him like, hey, we found out the problem, all right? You got Doc Brown here who came from the past back to the future and was like, hey, I'm a big fan of Count Dooku. Count Dooku! And uh, yeah, he wanted to turn your society upside down. So yeah, and Liz was like, oh, is this true? Because my family was royalty. We're stationed here and you've been loyal this whole time. And he's like, yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like what? Yeah, it was, it was a little too clean of a, of a wrap up. Yeah, like a Saturday morning cartoon type thing. I'm like, are we yeah. doing Saturday morning cartoons now? Is that what Star Wars yeah. is? Again, feels like one of the like weaker pro- plot lines of a of a Clone Wars episode. <laughs> like, just like, whoops! I guess we all learned a lesson here. No, pe- pe- people died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, afterwards, you know, uh, since they solved the mystery, like Nabormer po- po- points out, uh, what an mm-hmm. easy murderous decision, right? Like, like, what does the guy say from screen at? Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was no problem at all. Barely an inconvenience. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Love that guy, dude. Um, so the barely inconvenience murder mystery was solved. And Liz was like, okay, um, uh, their Mandalorians are over there. So you can go talk to him. But first, mm-hmm. um, here's the key to our city that we fashioned that we just have. Also, here's the thing that I can do. I'm going to knight Grogu. So there's, I was like, what's happening? This is moving so fast. And what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Insane. It's, it really, it really, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more. It really feels like they love Lizzo. And like, like if I was making Star Wars, if I was in charge of Star Wars, and, and like one of my favorite celebrities is Jim Carrey, right? I grew up in his comedy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did. If I had a chance to, uh, to, to put in Jim Carrey while I'm running Star Wars, I'm like, hey, do, do, do you want to be royalty? Do you want to interact with the main character? Do you want to have this? Do you want to like knight the main character? Do you want to have some like whatever you want? But there we go. You know, so I like I yeah. see the game for what it is. Um, so, Chris, we get uh, the last five minutes or so of the episode. We get back to the main story. Man, I don't know if John, John Favre has to be a fan of video games because he's writing this very much like a game. So we get back yep. to the main story, Chris, and uh, we see all the Mandos there. And uh, Bo-Katan walks up. She was like, yo, we got to get back on track. The uh, the Axe Wolves is just like, listen, we branched off from you. I'm in charge now, and I kind of like it. I don't remember him having an accent. Did he have an accent before? Did he talk before? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. I was like, when he wow. up his mouth, I was like... <laughs> Wait, did he? I didn't even I didn't even know because the other lady that was with her just kind of kept her mouth shut and looked angry. And I was like, isn't that what the other guy did last time? Like, whatever. That's fine. Um, Again, it felt weird that like when we first saw Bo-Katan back in season two was like, yep, I'm ahead of these guys. I'm here. Then season three starts and like, whoops, I lost them. And now it's just like, okay, uh, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to fight you. And now y'all are back on my side again. And it's like, cool. So if it was that easy. Why did that whole thing resolve itself in like five minutes? <laughs> like, <laughs> because we needed more time with Lizzo and Jack Black. That's uh, that's man. what we needed. So yeah, in the last if that was episode, if that was like two episodes ago, yes, I wouldn't be complaining. I would be like, all right, cool, yep, just hijinks. Let's do this, dude. I, I, I'm down for hijinks. I'm down for shenanigans. 
some McGillicuddy's, even some tomfoolery. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. at, the, at the expense of the main story and the show that we're all tuning in that sort of united the Star Wars fan base after yeah. some of the sequels and everyone you know, comes to know and love. And then we're doing all of these things. I don't know. But uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But in any case, Chris, uh, <laughs> so um, Bo Katan mm-hmm. challenges Axe Wolves to, uh, mm-hmm. to combat. That's how Mandalorians yeah. get down. That's what they do. And uh, what it was is, there? That's, an, that's an established thing, by the way, in, mm. uh, in Clone Wars. Uh, sorry, in Rebels, that they, you, can, you can do like trial by combat type of deal. I so, love it. I, I, unprecedented, but still abrupt. I, I love all these like different shows and different like like times, you know, like 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 Warcraft <laughs> and House of Dragon. Like it's a single combat. <laughs> Who's your yeah. warrior? Choose your destiny. Um, and he accepts. <laughs> and then what happens next? This fight between Bo-Katan and Axe Wolves is something I've seen where uh, my cousin's little boys like, start fighting each other. They just like <laughs> run into each other and tackle each other. Maybe it's like a punch here, another tackle mm-hmm. here. They get sloppy. They bang up against the wall. My cousin's like, hey, boy, stop fight. Stop it. Hey, I'll come over there. I'll beat both of your <laughs> It was so funny. Dude. Like, like I know they're trying to like, I mean, I, I, listen, uh, having recently seen a movie like John Wick 4 and seeing that <laughs> fight team and all that choreography together and then coming here and seeing them just like, okay, what are we going to do? I don't know. They're just going to use their jetpacks and tackle each other and completely like uh, fall down and get a punch here or there. I'm like, huh? This is... <laughs> Listen, I do got to give them credit that this is like the season of the jetpack because Bo-Katan mm. uses that shit liberally and it's wonderful because I was worried that like, because now there's a bunch more Mandos in there. I was like, oh, are they like they have jetpacks and they never use them all the time. But now they're like, oh, oh we're using these jetpacks and they're using them fun. She's just using it to propel herself to freaking like drop kick this dude. Like what a kick. <laughs> it was great. Yes. You know, it's not the most intense fight I've ever seen in my life, but uh, at least like at least it was fun. There was we had cables shot. We had flamethrowers flaming. Uh, we had the shields shielding. So like, you know, they, they were, they were checking off the boxes as the fight was going on. Yeah. They had some, they had some pretty cool stuff, right? She did like, she busted out her shield when he busted out the flamethrower. Um, yeah. I, I do like that. They showed that the fight had some weight to it. Like when he hit her and threw her, like she like stumbled on the ground and rolled over. Oh yeah. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like an easy win for her. Like yeah. you see in sh- certain shows, like whenever I watch the CW, right. And, and I see, <laughs> <laughs> and this is no shade to the actresses, right? Listen, I listen. I'm going to preface this, right? So I love watching martial arts films since I was a kid, right? And you, there's so many women that kick ass. And Michelle Yeoh is one of them. Uh, Zhang mm-hmm. Ziyi and all these people. Like, you have different choreography for different people, different weight classes, different stuff like that. Um, but when mm-hmm. I watch the CW, you have like women that are size of like yoga moms just throwing around like big dudes and you're supposed to believe it. Even the, and the ones who like don't have super strength. And I'm like, this is so unbelievable. But they're <laughs> supposed to be superheroes or whatever. So you're like, okay, fine. You know, um, Anyway, but uh, here, it, it, like, I love that they show that Bo-Katan was struggling a bit. She did have mm-hmm. to use her jetpack more. She had to throw her weight into, like, punches more. And, uh, yeah. I, and, and I, I love that realism, right? Like, not just have, like, a yoga mom or a yoga lady just, like, toss over a guy that weighs 300 who's, like, six foot five. She knows how to fight. It was, yeah. like, she knows how, what her strengths are, and she plays to them. And it was, like, not, it was not a domination thing. Like, she definitely didn't, like, win easily. But she also was, you know hitting him just as much as he was hitting her. And it was, it was a good, albeit like this wasn't, this wasn't crouching tiger, hidden dragon. <laughs> let's just, let's put it that way. These are just, uh, just some guys on wires 
just each, you know, there's like one punch per shot type of deal. And that punch comes kind of slowly because jetpacks aren't real. So you can only <laughs> you can only drop people so fast. So fine. Again, it was a it's a, a TV show for kids fight type of thing. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. You know what? It's fine. Again, we got a lot of jetpack action. I'm OK with it. It was passable. I, I don't feel robbed. We're just calling a spade a spade. Yeah, no, I'm actually, you know, and I'm giving some props to to the fight team there because it seemed like maybe the fight was like an afterthought. Like this entire mm. ending of the show seemed like an afterthought because we spent more time <laughs> in the celebrity cameos. Um, but corporate loves it. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, giving some props that it did look, you know, like some weight was being thrown. It did look a pretty, pretty uh, like like realistic. Um, so yeah, just actually giving him some props here for making the fight look pretty good. And yeah, it wasn't easy for for Bo-Katan to to win. And you know she was going to win because she has a lot of uh, uh, fight experience. You know, she, she's been in combat. She's been in the trenches. So you know that, you know, she's not somebody easily pushed over or easily uh, messed mess with. And I love that, you know, uh, you, you have an actress who can actually, like, like pull that off. You know, like like Katie Sackhoff loved her ever since I saw her in Battlestar Galactica, one of my favorite shows. Like she she fought in that show. She had some some boxing matches, some 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 knuckle draggers. I mean, like she was absolutely in the thick of it in Battlestar Galactica. So I like that she was able to have her helmet off, and you got to see like like Katie Sackhoff sort of do her thing. Yeah. You know, I would love for them to do that more because you know, like Katie Sackhoff wasn't you know a BSG at, you know fighting and doing some stuff, and she had a lot of training on that show um and it looks i gotta say a, a show like battlestar galactica that's uh, how many years old now in the early 2000s fights they look a bit more real i don't know it's just it depends on the director <laughs> and the producer and whatnot but katie sackoff mm-hmm. was throwing down for those who are fans of bo katan and star wars and katie sackoff now go back and look at battlestar galactica when she was starbucks she had some good fights and i'm and i'm talking she was going after the dudes she was going after the commanders the captains she was thrown down all right. There, there was there was some episodes where she had a chip on her shoulder and they established the crew had like like a like a boxing ring. And they're like, all right, let's go. And Carathrace, Starbucks, she was in the mix, Katie Sackoff. I'm telling you, if if you think her fight here is good, look at that stuff. She was throwing down. Katie Sackoff knows how to how to sell a punch, a kick, tackle, you know, ground pound. She knows she knows what to do because of BSG. So I'm saying, you know, Lucasfilm, she can do a lot more. She's been proven and she looks good doing it, right? Katie Sackoff makes it believable. You know, and Katie Sack of a trust. Um, some of those <laughs> bastard effects are still better. <laughs> Shots fired from Noble. Some of them do look better. Hey, hey, man. So, sometimes they're balling on a budget. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, my God. And Man Quantum Mania. Anyway, uh, Chris, <laughs> so uh, the fight finishes. Um, yep. She's able to reestablish herself as a leader, but Axe Wolf has a point here, man. Says, why are you fighting me? You should be fighting Dean John over there. He has a Darksaber. Yep. I mean, what do you think about that? He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Um, I feel like this entire season put a lot of weight on episode two. Like, Mm. again, episode two seems to have resolved every single problem introduced with the Mando at the end of season two and the end of Boba Fett. That's all wrapped up in episode two. And they're like, yeah, remember when this happened? And it was like, yeah, we remember when that happened. Shouldn't you have made a bigger deal about this happening? Maybe shouldn't this type of interaction have maybe had a bigger weight to like more weight to it? Like maybe make a bigger deal out of it. Have another scenario where he rescues him later on this season. So like, it's not like, yeah, this is convenient. This just happened. This this happened like a couple, like a month ago. 
I don't know. It was but it's like the situation was believable. Definitely, again, felt like Elder Wand type of scenario with <laughs> Harry Potter. And it was like, that's cool. But like. Felt a little bit too convenient and not very well. It wasn't a big event. Like it should have been a bigger event than it was, is what I'm saying. Yes, I, I felt the same way. I mean, we're talking about Bo-Katan getting back to being the leader of, of her tribe, essentially, mm-hmm. and uh, getting the dark saber back because, uh, you know, Din Djarin says, hey, listen, everyone, here's a technicality so we don't have to fight, all right? Because yep. as fans, we're wondering, okay, she got to fight Din Djarin because it, the dark saber belongs to him now, you know, because he wanted in yep. combat against Moff Gideon. Um, but he says, hey, everybody, you can all relax. You know, while I was exploring Mandalore, I was captured. Um, Bo-Katan defeated that which had captured me and defeated me in combat. So with the dark saber not belong to her, can you dig it? And they were just like, you know what? That kind of pans out. Here you go. And I'm like, oh, yep. come on. But you're right though, Chris. Episode two did resolve it because Din Djarin was in a cage mm-hmm. from this creature in Mandalore that captured this really cool looking like thing. Oh my god, that thing was I think was so bad as I, I, I it was I, awesome, dude. I, I wish we saw creature more of work. It amazing absolutely for like 10 out of 10 ilm holy shit um whoever thought of that and brought it to life like raise for you like a million dollar raise anyway but uh he was in a cage and he was getting rescued by bo katan who picked up the dark saber and was using her shield and the 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 dark saber against the creature and destroyed him so dinjarin right then and there should be like oh well he captured and defeated me in combat. I had the dark saber. You defeated him. That's actually yours now. So you were right, Chris. Like episode two, and this was episode two, actually yeah. resolved all of this. Everything. Everything. He got <laughs> he got down, it checked on Mandalore and see if he could breathe. Yep, that happened real quick, despite him complaining about it the entire thing of episode <laughs> one. Uh, and then he goes and bathes in the uh bathes in the water below there. Uh the throwback to Boba Fett that they had to reiterate in uh the beginning of the season because you know another show all of that happens in episode two so like instead of having a a, you know a whole little side quest to waste like a half an hour of time like wouldn't it have been better if they went talk to the mandalorians like uh axe wolf challenges din jaren to a fight defeats him and then bo-katan comes in with the wombo combo and takes him out and becomes like isn't that a more dynamic way to make this happen and basically the same thing happens but you actually spend a whole episode building up to this giant thing that you hinted is a problem at the end of season two right after luke skywalker came in and kicked some ass and it was a big deal anyways that's my rant (laughs) (laughs) w damn fire for that Uh, holy damn man like chris giving you all the sauce here and he's not wrong everyone like oh man the great five minutes of this episode and just make that the whole episode thank dude thank you it's it's so insane absolutely insane i mean listen like when okay so and and we and then we have the ending pose here because i want to get into into this stuff so 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 chris um when when Disney bought out and acquired Lucasfilm, right? What happened mm-hmm. was when any corporation takes over, they trim the fat, right? So they got rid of mm-hmm. some Lucasfilm people and put in their own Disney people. Now, why is that relevant to this conversation? Because of uh, uh, what I'm going to say is the cameos, right? I enjoy mm-hmm. Jack Black. I like uh, <laughs> Lizzo's music, right? As you know, my friend here, Page Bun in chat, uh, knows I always like you know like, like quote some of her songs and stuff right they're they're great together hell I just recently saw the Mario movie and uh, Jack Black was standout phenomenal 
as Bowser. Uh, no spoilers, but he had a little singing part in there, and it absolutely killed me, my whole theater. I absolutely loved it. I was almost choking my own popcorn with how with how with how delighted I was by it. Um, but here's the thing about that acquisition, right? Since uh, they put in their own people, it feels like sometimes these episodes and shows are made by committee. You know, as Amadala would say, made by committee. Um, <laughs> she had a lot of different <laughs> accents in that movie. Uh, and uh, it seems like it's it's corporate demanded, right? Like, listen, in order for us to reestablish Star Wars, you know, let us do some things. And what corporate thinks, like, like let's put in some... Um, some some uh some famous people cameos right and star wars and other nerd properties have cameos before and that doesn't really break anything but when you have mm. people that are way too famous in there like if you were to have tom cruise in here and and make him the magistrate instead of you know uh carl weathers it wouldn't work because mm -hmm. tom cruise is he's you see that's tom cruise you know what i mean he's unless way it's too famous. tropic thunder tom cruise that's the only acceptable throw him into star wars tom cruise we want fat hands tom cruise Mm, okay <laughs> good argument good argument yeah, but, very, very but not mission don't give me mission possible tom cruise that yeah. mission possible tom cruise is not is he's not just he's just way too famous <laughs> so so in my opinion when you have uh when you have lizzo and jack black to me it completely completely took me out of stars because it screamed yeah. corporate wants this to trend yeah. right they are in here for the sole purpose of star wars to trend on social media in the news so outlets entertainment outlets Twitter, mm -hmm. everyone could buzz about, oh, did you know that Lizzo was in that show that I don't watch? Oh, maybe I'll watch. And you see it already, right? Like I, I went to, to Lizzo's Twitter, saw the comment threads, all of her fans, oh, you slayed, you were amazing. Maybe I'll watch the show now. There are so many things now. <laughs> and I, I, this is such a bad precedent because the executives at Disney are going to see this as a win. Oh, did you see Lizzo's mm -hmm. Twitter? Do you see all her friend, fans who said that they do not watch Star Wars who will now watch star wars and what i have to say is listen guys hold your horse hold it everybody calm down. everybody calm down okay the force awakens made a billion dollars plus worldwide without lizzo fans without jack black fans without everyone who you're trying to attract now i think in my personal opinion like disney star wars is so sick and tired of regular star wars fans. like we, we're sick of you goddamn nerds scrutinizing us telling us we're not doing a good job you goddamn disgusting basement dwellers who critique us every single time we will make our own fans we will make our own star wars okay we're gonna get lizzo we're gonna get jack black we're gonna get this person we're gonna get katie perry we're gonna get this person we'll get their fans in here and we won't need you star wars fans anymore <laughs> that's what i think in my personal opinion that they're doing they're creating their own generation of fans because listen the force awakens made a billion plus star. how did they do that ordinary people saw it people i knew who did not watch a single star wars in their life chris went and saw it why because it looked whimsical and magical everyone was talking about it you know it had harrison ford in there yeah but there wasn't like a full cast of heavy hitters you know mm -hmm. it didn't have those didn't have jack black you know it had mostly unnamed people um, you know, obviously respect to John Boyega. I mean, we knew about him, but the general public didn't. Daisy Ridley was the yep. first big thing. You know, Oscar Isaac was in some stuff. But what I'm trying to say is Disney Star Wars, if you're listening, you don't need to go the route of of getting known very famous celebrities just so you can do like the Game of Thrones thing where they had Ed Sheeran in there. And you're like, oh, mm -hmm. that's Ed Sheeran. That's not some random bandit singer at a campfire. That's Ed Sheeran. I'm sorry, but me personally, it takes me on to Star Wars. Lizzo is a fantastic singer, a professional flautist, okay? If you've ever seen her play flute, 
She's a freaking professional. It's Shreds. absolutely amazing. So all her fans, don't come for me, you nerds. I'm saying she's great in her craft. I'm saying when it comes to acting, my personal opinion, I, I thought it was a bit overdone. I thought it was a bit overcooked. I thought it was a bit too much. You know, she was kind of pretending to be in a Star Wars world while she was actually in a Star Wars world. I think she was overdoing her lines a little bit. You know, she's like, we're asking for your help if you would do this here for us. Oh, was it you, security person? My gosh, you've been in my family for years. And oh, I'm sorry, my lady. Huh, how could you? I will now knight the Grogu character. I'm like, oh, my God. Give me a fucking break, okay? Listen, you Lizzo fans can come for me, you fucking music nerds. This is I'm a Star Wars and geek nerd. You can come for me. I will fight you in the street. But listen, uh... <laughs> I'm not taking away from Lizzo being an artist. Absolutely not. I, I, I listen to her music. I think she's fantastic as a flautist, as a singer, as a goddamn performer. You know, fantastic, right? But it took me out of it. Jack Black, I love Jack Black. Everyone knows I love Jack Black. Who doesn't love Jack Black? He was fantastic as Bowser in Mario, but he was doing a voice. He was doing a character. Here, he was himself pretty much it's like oh would you like some drinks come have a drink let's go i'm like ah, what's next in his defense, he was definitely a little bit more subdued than he usually is in there and i was like when i heard yes. that jack black was gonna be in here i was like oh man he's gonna be over the top isn't he i mean i love me some, <laughs> some again jack black over the topness but uh it's probably gonna take me out of it a bit and in his yeah. defense he held back a little bit he, he, he did he did the job it was just again a weird thing to put in when you have such a major plot point at the very end of it and this far into the season yes thank it's you weird. chris it's we are just weird planning let, let, let me let yeah. your temperature you are you are we are so far down in the season where we have two episodes left is this was if this was episode like two or three okay fine but yeah we're coming up to the end here we already have a fantastic story they're being told we have fantastic actors world building mm -hmm. cg from industrial light and magic uh, sets that they've built it seems for some of these locations yeah. And then they give us his side quest just to have celebrity can this is not Saturday Night Live. What was what's, what's your temperature with this? What are you thinking? Uh yeah, I mean I get I get what they I I get they're doing the synergy thing. That's fine. I'm I'm not even mad. I'm not mad about it. I it's the same thing like having keeping Grogu in there. It's it's all it's all marketing. And this is the way that they decided they want to do it. All right, that's fine. Just know it's it's weird. It, it's you just own up to it uh I, this whole season hasn't had much direction and then you finally give it a direction and then you immediately like pump the brakes and give us the storyline before giving us five minutes of the thing that you said you were going to give us the last episode um it's just weird pacing we've talked about a lot of these disney's plus shows do weird things with pacing and uh, these next two episodes better be bangers because they've uh, I still don't know what's going to happen because now I thought they're going to be take longer to get these other Mandalorians on board. So like now that they have them. What's what's going to happen? They've hinted that there's something going on with Moff, with Moff Gideon escaping. But then again, we spend almost the entire episode on something completely unrelated. Like what? Where is this ending? I just, I just don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Dude, seriously, I mean, like, there's a Moff Gideon storyline that we haven't even broken through. You know, he's he's out yeah. there somewhere. Apparently, the 
possibly uh you know bo katan's own mandos who working as mercenaries were Mm -hmm. in cahoots with him breaking him out as we saw in the previous episode that you know there was an imperial shuttle that looked like Mm -hmm. it was broken out you know there was some beskar they're like what was he broken up by mandalorians it has to be them the mercenaries for hire Mm -hmm. and we're not exploring that or or we have mandalore to Mm reestablish. i mean are, are, are we just making commercials to to watch a show or to watch star wars in general with celebrity cameos like saturday night live i mean <laughs> rutu coming soon lizzo cancel lizzo's <laughs> concert at galaxy's edge Galaxy near edge, you yeah. my gosh right yeah. and i love that you brought up the, the the synergy thing because that's what disney does really well at the disney parks and for those who don't know it's when they can get certain companies and certain um businesses and persons involved you know to like sponsor rides like the the new Mm -hmm. uh tron ride that they brought over from from asia now into disney world in orlando Mm -hmm. is sponsored by enterprise rent a car that's called synergy right you work well with these (laughs) things that's how you get things built that's how you get things done that's how you basically you know don't spend your own money and that's how businesses work so it seems like they're doing that with the tv shows now and this almost seemed like like a disney ride right it's like oh no we're going over here now oh what's this other adventure oh we got to stop the robots oh no the robot's running whoa here's Lizzo with the end thanks guys you did it (laughs) (laughs) was this a disney ride i mean Mm -hmm. it looked like epcot it's it's insane and listen I, I, i i go ahead chris I was going to say the one thing to keep in mind is think about the finales of season one and season two, which both of which did a phenomenal job of bringing in all these different characters that they've established over the course of the season for one phenomenal blowout. So I'm not saying that they can't, you know, pull up from what's been kind of a mediocre story arc overall. Um, there's still there's definitely still hope for that, because like who the hell saw that ending of season two? Zero people saw that coming. Yeah. And it was great. So they can still do it. But the other seasons also had a lot more direction throughout the entire thing than we've seen here. Um, And maybe it'll be great. Maybe Lizzo's going to fly in in a TIE fighter and friggin <laughs> waste Moff Gideon. I don't know. What the fuck, know. yo? They, they 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 put a real ass in a time. <laughs> I'm gonna die. Don't do that. Don't put that. <laughs> Don't put her in a. <laughs> Be incredible. Oh my god! Pull up this the spinning blaster ball. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! No, nah, I would die. Imagine like 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 for the finale to bring all the people that have been in in the entire series. You know, you got like Pele Moto, you got Lizzie, got Jack Black. We're here to save you, Ricky Gugu, Ricky Gugu. I mean, I would die. I'd be like. No, this synergy is getting out of hand. We're at Disney World now. This is a Disney ride. Absolutely <laughs> not. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, Chris, we have two more episodes of The Mandalorian Season 3 to happen. My gosh. I mean, uh, there's so many different storylines to tie up. Why did we waste time with yeah. Lizzo and Jack Black? I'm so sorry. Like, everyone who's, who's going to see us and be like, oh, my God, he hated Jack Black and Lizzo. That's not what I said. Look what no. I said earlier. You know, because I know they might be either clipped or taken out of context but uh yeah like <laughs> I, I just want a succinct story getting us going we already had a good story we already had good plot lines characters we didn't mm-hmm. need the celebrity cameos and i know the executives of disney are gonna be like oh did you see how well this tracked? we got to do more yeah. of these it's exactly what's gonna happen they're gonna look at different like like celebrities who sing and dance or whatever they're gonna get 
someone from like America's Got Talent who won in a season like prior. Oh, we're gonna get them in here. They're hot or some some garbage like synergy thing like that. And I, I just I don't need that in my Star Wars. Listen, I know they're trying to create a new fan base here. They're so sick and tired of us Star Wars fans criticizing them. We're like we're making our new role. We're making <laughs> we'll our own party with beer and hookers. They're like Bender, they're like Bender from Futurama, making their own party with beers and hookers and not inviting us along. They're like we're gonna all party. We'll do our own thing. But uh, yeah, where do you think these last two episodes are going to go? I agree with you. They have to be bangers, Chris. They have to bang. Yeah. Otherwise, like, what? I don't even know because, again, they've they've had all these little mini stories, but the only, the only outstanding one, like, I don't even know how many loose ends they have to tie up. It's literally, at this point, it's just Moff Gideon. That's, that's it. Like, they can go back to Mandalore. They know there's not poison there. They kind of have now united all the Mandalorians like rapidly quickly shockingly quickly it's literally just moff gideon who has had whose plot line so far um has lasted 30 seconds so i don't know like something's gonna happen with moff gideon what that is i have no idea um so and there i mean i guess there's also that the the scientist that the got mind flayed but like, what the hell's happening there? Like, again, it's one episode spent on one thing. But like, is was that resolved or is there going to are they going to go back to that? I I truly don't know what's going to happen in the next few episodes. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, it's just uh, it's just a weird thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I forgot about Dr. Pershing. <laughs> right? I can't believe where we have a storyline that's trying to tie in those terrible sequels. I mean, really, we're, we're going to do a storyline in The Mandalorian that we all love just so we can tie in the pickled Snokes and Palpatine somehow returned. Like, come on. That- Again, Bad Batch is doing the same thing, but better right now. And Damn. they spent more than one episode on it. Dude, I, I see nothing but praise for, for the Bad Batch. I mean, it, it's like Dave Filoni is cooking, I guess, while John Favreau is kind of just doing his thing. Because like, well, while John Favreau is doing this, Filoni's working on the uh, Ashoka series that's coming up. The Ashoka series is coming up. Yeah. Um, maybe that's going to be the banger. Maybe that's the thing we're going to actually have to look forward to because there have been some good episodes here and some good uh, content for The Mandalorian. But man, there have been some misses spending a lot of time with Dr. Pershing doing this whole celebrity cameo thing like a Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, these next two episodes have to finish off strong. They have to bang, right? I mean, I guess season four is going to be the reestablishing of Mandalore because we're not going to get there this season. Um, yep. Are we going to get Moff Gideon? I, I don't know. Maybe at the very end, there's going to be some finale that's going to be rushed, like they do with all the Marvel shows for whatever reason. Like, <laughs> oh, last two episodes. We got to rush everything now because we took some time to walk around a purple world, like in Loki. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> the worst in- episode. Oh, my sick. God. Oh, my God. Uh, it's like they're doing the Marvel thing now. I mean, I mean, and this is why I brought up earlier, like, you know, when Disney took over Lucasfilm, they. Like, you know, downsizing got rid of Lucasfilm people and put in their own Disney people. Mm-hmm. It feels like they're all working together to make the same lukewarm, just gray matter food. I mean, I, and and like, I'm I'm a Disney fan. Like, you know, I grew up on Disney. So it's sad to see them go down like this with these people who just aren't like, just aren't as talented as, as, as they, I mean, they're making all this in, in a bubble and they think they're cooking, right? This like, you know, the mm-hmm. writer of Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania who was surprised when all the bad reviews came in for that because he thought he was cooking when actually he cooked us that viral video on TikTok of the two older Caucasian parents seasoning a Thanksgiving Day turkey with mayo and pepper, all right? Now, Lucasfilm (laughs) is giving us 
It's a mayo and pepper seasoned Thanksgiving turkey. I mean, want a good meal with real spices. God, Tony Stark in a cave with a bunch of scraps. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> Chris, it's all the time we have for uh, this episode of The Mandalorian. Tune in next time as we talk about the next episode. Hopefully, but God, please, no more incredible, crazy celebrity cameos like it's SNL. And that's all the time we have for this episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure to join us live every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. You can also watch these episodes up on YouTube as well. We'll see you guys later. We'll see you another time.